0: Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given in the local listening area. Today's show features Father Nicholas Mancini, a priest of the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio, and his series, 100 Years of Fatima. Today's show is titled, The Five First Saturdays. And now... Father Nicholas Mancini.
1: Welcome back as we bring to a close now our series on the 100th anniversary and the message of Our Lady of Fatima to the joyous little children, Lucia, Giacinta, and Francisco. Last time we were discussing the importance of that third message, and how we can turn things around in this world of ours if we listen to the voice and the messages of our Blessed Mother. We were looking at how Mary wants us to pray the rosary. Now let's look at, she says, to observe the five first Saturdays. What does this mean? Our Lady asked for this devotion in order to bring about the complete conversion of Russia, peace in the world, and triumph of her Immaculate Heart. Our Lord asks that we observe five First Saturdays more than once. Because this devotion requires great commitment, it combines prayer with sacrifice, into a powerful means of grace. Now, many may say, well, my parish doesn't have a morning Saturday Mass. Can this be done at the evening Mass? Yes. The Mass is the Mass. So if I go to Saturday night Mass and I am praying the rosary, go to confession, receive communion, and I do this for five Saturdays, yes, I am fulfilling that request on those five first Saturdays. Or if I am lucky that my parish does have a morning Mass and I go in the morning for five first Saturdays, I have fulfilled this. You see, this combines prayer and sacrifice. Now, my parish may have a Saturday morning Mass at 830 and so, which means I have to get up early on that first Saturday to go to Mass. So it's a sacrifice. I worked all week. Saturday's the only day perhaps I have a chance to sleep in. But it's the first Saturday. I will make the sacrifice and get out of bed, go to church, pray the rosary, go to confession, receive the Eucharist. This is a sacrifice, yes, and it is a prayer, a prayer by which we must learn to live. Did not Jesus tell his disciples, can you not watch and pray with me? We are called now to this devotion of love, a love by which Mary is asking, and we give ourselves and consecrate ourselves to her Immaculate Heart, Now, St. John Paul II has already fulfilled that part of the message. The third message, when he consecrated Russia and he called all the bishops together, he asked them to join him in that prayer of consecration for the conversion of Russia and to Mary's Immaculate Heart. So this was done. Now it's up to us to live it to put it into practice, to come to the understanding of the fulfillment. Yes, if I keep the five first Saturdays, whether my parish has a morning Mass or I go to the evening Mass on the first Saturdays of the month, I am making that sacrifice. I am giving myself and uniting my heart with the heart of my Heavenly Mother. Next, How else can we bring about a conversion in this message? Well, make sacrifice for the conversion of sinners and accept suffering patiently in reparation for our sins and those of others. There is no better way to grow closer to Christ than to unite our sacrifices and sufferings with his. By his passion and death, he has brought man back to God by uniting our sacrifices and sufferings with his out of love for God and love for souls who are far from him. We can participate in God's salvation of the world. There is no greater power than the sacrificial love of God. And we are called to share in it. Forgive. Be a forgiving individual. People of forgiveness, of joy, of uniting ourselves with God. Seeing the power of his love and forgiveness is the joy of knowing that I am doing something For a sinner, perhaps bringing a person back to the church, asking perhaps a son or a daughter who hasn't been to Mass for maybe 10, 20 years, come, come home, come with us and feel the love of God once again in your soul. Do I ever pray for the souls in purgatory? Do I take time to offer just a little prayer for those who have died? Do I remember my loved ones? Do I have a mass offered for them? Do I visit their grave and say a prayer? It's just not putting a flower But it's giving that flower of love through prayer, praying for them, remembering them, how they loved us in life. We must continue to love them even though they are gone far from our sight. The joy of praying for those souls is the joy of love. Little Francisco would pray very, very intently. You know, he would go to the church and he would hide in church. He would hide behind the baptismal font. Then on his knees, make his way towards Jesus in the blessed sacrament. But he was praying, praying for sinners praying for the poor souls. He was giving love for those poor individuals. He was showing, yes, God is merciful, and he prayed for them because he loved. Love is the greatest of all the virtues, Jesus tells us. When we look then at adopting new devotion or even when renewing our commitment to the ones we have already embraced, it is good to keep in mind these words of Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI. Quote, he said, The substance of the Fatima message is not directed to a particular devotion but precisely to the fundamental response that is to ongoing conversion, penance, prayer, the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity." End of quote. As we respond to the messages of Our Lady of Fatima, We will grow in our love for God and in our zeal for souls. And we will want to spread the word that the mother of our Lord helped us to become better disciples. We will be like the Samaritan woman, who, after she spoke with Jesus at the well, could not help but tell her friends and neighbors about him, this is true spirit of evangelization. This is living Fatima. It's bringing the message out in the open that Our Lady wants, as did Jacinta, Francisco, and Lucia. They spread that message in such a way to the power of prayer and their love. So by baptism, every Catholic is called to the mission of evangelization. The word itself is derived from the ancient Greek words, meaning to proclaim the good news. For Christians, the good news is primarily the Gospels, which contain what Jesus did and taught for our salvation. It was so important to Jesus that people received the Gospel message that he sent out his apostles to the very ends of the earth to proclaim it. Our Lady's message at Fatima, likewise, contains a message urgently needed for our time, and she is depending on us to spread it far and wide. There are many, many ways by which this can be done. One is by the good example of living the message in our own lives, and once again, especially by the recitation of the daily rosary, by devotion to the first Saturdays. You may even want to invite people to share in these prayers with you, as we had said. Another way is simply to tell people about the events and the message of Fatima. If you do this enthusiastically, because it means a great deal to you, it will begin to mean something to others. Our Lady is calling us to be her apostles and evangelists. When we look at the glory of Fatima, we see here a challenge being made to us. In May of 2010, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI became the third pope to visit Fatima after Paul VI and John Paul II. He went to the Cova to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the beatification of Francisco and Jacinta on May 13th. At the same time, he was deeply concerned that progressive secularism and growing religious indifference were challenging Portugal's Catholic identity. During a Mass in Lisbon on May the 11th, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said the following, This local church has rightly concluded that today's pastoral priority is to make each christian man and woman a radiant presence of the gospel perspective in the mists of the world the family in culture in the economy in politics He urged the Portuguese Catholics and all Catholics around the world bear witness to all of the joy that Jesus, strong yet gentle, presence invokes, starting with your contemporaries. Tell them that this is beautiful to be a friend of Jesus Christ and that it is well worth following him. The Holy Father then entrusted the world's priests to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, praying for holy priests, transfigured by grace. He implored Our Lady to keep priests from the temptations of evil, to let them focus on Christ as their model of holiness and to restore calm after the tempest, especially the storm, of the recent clerical sex abuse scandal. At the end of the Mass on May 13th, before an estimated 500,000 people, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said, the prophetic mission of Fatima is incomplete because first... Our Lady's message at Fatima, which contains fundamental truths of our faith, is still guiding and encouraging the Church in her present struggles. Second, we have not yet seen the glorious triumph of her Immaculate Heart, which the Pope prayed would occur by the year 2017. The 100th anniversary of Our Lady's appearances at Fatima. She has promised us it will come, the victory of the woman over the dragon portrayed in the Book of Revelation. If we heed Our Lady's call to personal holiness, prayer, and reparation for sin, we will see the blessings promised at Fatima out abundantly upon us." End of quote. So we could see now that when Pope Francis came to Fatima on May 13th, 2017, the joy of the people there, as he once again called for this conversion back to faith, giving ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and he prayed earnestly very devoutly and very intently to Our Lady of Fatima for peace, peace in the world, in families, for a people to convert back to the faith, a true conversion. He called then for a worldwide unity among Christians to unite under the mantle of the Mother of God, the joy of knowing and sharing, the joy of what Pope Francis wants us to become in that unity and love of the Mother of God, as he canonized the very essence of innocence. Children, Giuseppa and Francisco, whose love for the Mother of God and for her Son, Jesus Christ, certainly is an example to all of us. Little Francisco, in his prayer, in his longing to be one with Jesus at all times. Jucenta, in her adoration and love for Christ's presence in the Eucharist, telling us and showing us how to receive Christ Jesus faithfully. And certainly we cannot forget Lucia, whose love for Mary and her son and the beauty of her convent life was the joy of giving herself to Christ and to his mother in the beauty of a vocation of prayer and devotion. This is Fatima. It's being revealed to us now in this 100th anniversary It's the time now in which Mary is calling us back to this final conversion of faith, to be evangelized, to have people come back to her son, to be one with him. Can we ever forget the angel of peace in that beautiful pardon prayer in the spring of 1916 to the children? My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Or the angel's prayer of peace in the fall of the same year. O Most Holy Trinity, Son and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. By the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners or the beauty of the Eucharistic prayer Our Lady of Fatima on May the 13th, 1917. Most Holy Trinity, I adore you. My God, my God, I love you in the most blessed sacrament. And the Sacrifice Prayer of July 13th of 1917. O Jesus, this is for love of you, for the conversion of poor sinners, and in reparation for the offenses committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yes, the beauty of Fatima in this 100th year is a mother calling her children home, calling us back to her son. It's the prayer by which she is calling us, the prayer by which the children prayed at the end of each decade of the rosary, O my Jesus, Forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of your mercy. Yes, this is the hour of mercy. It is the hour by which now we are called by our loving Mother to convert, to turn away from the evils of the world, to come to her to listen to the messages of the children, to see the beauty of these two saints, Jacinta and Francisco, to live the life by which Fatima is calling us, to come now to the joy of this beautiful, beautiful way of life. A mother who is calling her children as a final plea, let us set aside our doubts and support our Holy Father in this present struggle with our prayers, our fidelity, our service, and our love. This would be the very pleasing moment to our Immaculate Mother Mary. Yes, we are absolutely confident that the Holy Father, Pope Francis, has fully conveyed Our Lady's message by his appearance there in the celebration of the 100th anniversary of the apparitions at Fatima. Pope Francis then made these children saints, Juicenta and Francisco. He has called us to a new evangelization, a conversion back to the Church, to come and see the glory of those who are following the beauty of this beautiful devotion of faith. He is calling us to come home to Christ Jesus, to his mother. Pope Francis is extending out to all of us this time of divine mercy. As he says, this is the hour of mercy, as our Lord Jesus Christ has indicated He is calling us to come to Fatima to listen intently to the beauty of these beautiful prayers of our Heavenly Mother Mary. He is calling us for those who have fallen away do not lose heart, but come home and find that peace, that joy in Christ Jesus. We are called now by Christ and by his mother. In the world you will have tribulations, but take heart. I have overcome the world. As we read in John 16:33, the message of Fatima invites us to trust in this promise. Yes, Fatima, a place of peace, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, and mercy. Fatima is calling us now to find that mercy in Jesus Christ. Fatima is calling us to unite our heart with the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We hope that you have enjoyed this series on Our Lady of Fatima, and let us remember Fatima is a sign of the presence of faith, of the fact that it is precisely from the little ones that faith gains new strength, on which it is not limited to the little ones, but has a message for the entire world, and touches history, here and now, and sheds light on this history. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Saint Juicenta and Francisco, pray for us. Lucia, guide us on the right path to Mary, our mother, queen of heaven and earth. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may Our Lady of Fatima bring peace and comfort to your families, to your homes and to all God's children. God bless you.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For an audio archive of this program, go to livingbreadradio.com and click on the programming menu. This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents.